This is the Catalyst Podcast, Food for the Journey, Season 2, Episode 8. The Journey to Happiness, Part 1, Cultivating Positive Emotions. Hi, I'm Michael, and welcome back to the Catalyst Podcast. So, do you want to be happy? A lot of people say it to me, say, Mike, I just want to be happy. They say, I don't care about this, I don't care about that, I just want to be happy. Well, I think a lot of us do, don't we? Do you want to be happy? I certainly do. But it kind of like last episode when we're talking about looking after your mind, how do you actually do that? Once you've decided, I want to be happy, where do we go? So today's episode is hopefully going to help you with that. So before we get started, I'd like to say a massive thank you to our sponsor for season two, the Masterclass Sessions. So the next Masterclass Session is coming up in March and it's with Charlie Lawson. He's going to be looking at how you can get other people to promote your business for you. Uh, I've spoken to Charlie before, he's a lovely guy, he's extremely um, effective in networking and helping people to understand building relationships, so if you want to do that for your business, uh, click on the link in the show notes and you can book your your place on, I'll be there, um, and it's going to be hopefully a really good time. So, we want to be happy, right? What's going on with that? Is it a place? Is it a destination? Is it a journey? You know, what can we actually do with that? You know me, I've got some good stuff to help you uh, today with that. And I'm going to call on the experience of two people, two psychologists in the field of positive psychology. We have Tal Ben-Shahar and Dr. Barbara Friedrichsen. And I want to start straight away with this fantastic idea from um, Tal Ben-Shahar. He says, don't chase happiness. Once you've decided you want to be happy, so many people go straight for it. Like they try and run in that direction. I just want to be happy. And he says, they've done lots of studies on these people, they actually end up more unhappy because they want to be happy and they're doing all these things to make them happy. Why am I not happy? And I would highly agree with that. It is true, the more you try and aim for something, sometimes the further it gets away. Like, have you ever been to Paris and you're near the Eiffel Tower? You think you're near, but you're not, you're actually further away. And you think, but I can see it, I must be close. Well, maybe not quite. So what can we do instead? He says, don't chase happiness. Try and engage in things that you know might cultivate it and you can kind of move near it without kind of going straight for it. Um, I know it sounds a bit weird, but here's, an, here's another way to think about it that might help. If you look up at a star in the night sky and you try and stare straight at it, you often can't see it that well. But if you look at it out of the corner of your eye, it will twinkle and, and shine well. And that's a nice way to approach happiness. So that's what we're going to do today. We're not going to shoot straight for it with a five-part plan. What we're going to do instead is we're going to talk about cultivating positive emotions and often these emotions are often highly linked to moments of happiness. So what can we do? And more importantly, why is this going to help you in your business? Well, I'll tell you, the reason it's going to help you in your business is the energy, as I'm sure you know, that you bring into anything, especially in business, attracts people, it builds relationships, it creates reputation, it creates services and products. So the energy that you bring into the value you create is everything. So if you're bringing positive energy, positive emotions, if you're feeling good, if you're feeling happy, that's going to be great. It's going to be infectious for your team, for your people, for your clients, for everybody. So as you know, you've got to look after your own mind. We learned that last last time in last episode. Well, our happiness, it's our responsibility as well, but it's also our opportunity. So I want you to be able to experience good vibes really in your business and, and in your life. And hopefully we can help you with that today. So let's start with a definition. If we're going to try and cultivate some positive emotions, we need to understand what an emotion actually is, because it's more than just a feeling. We think, oh, I, I know what that emotion is. You know, I know what happiness is, and it's the same for everybody. Well, not necessarily. So I want to start with a definition that I learned from Dr. Barbara Friedrichsen, and she's got a really helpful definition. 
So she suggests that an emotion is an embodied feeling. You feel it in your body and you feel it in your mind. So you think it, you feel it, you experience it. And I'd highly agree with that. Imagine anger. You don't just think angry thoughts, you feel it in your body. You might get really short of breath or you might get red, red in the face. An emotion is an embodied feeling. We can't experience emotions outside of our body. They are linked into our body, so our body and mind. So we want to feel these positive embodied feelings. So how do you actually cultivate something? And what does that mean? Why, why am I not saying we want to just feel feelings? Well, yeah, you can feel things, but that can come and go. If you cultivate something, like you cultivate a relationship or you cultivate a garden or you cultivate a skill set and ability, it means something that you can call upon and experience more times and it's like an ongoing thing. So here's a really easy way to think about it. If we're going to try and cultivate some positive emotions, imagine you've got a garden inside you, in your brain, in your mind, in your heart, wherever you, you want it to be. You've got this inner garden, this inner mind. And you're going to plant some new seeds. Now, I'm using this because I had allotment for a couple of years and I grew things and it was pretty difficult. In fact, it was very difficult and it took a lot of effort and time and I saw some good results, but it really was difficult and learned a lot about nature and cultivating things and how you can't just expect it to work straight away. So if you're going to, if we're going to try and cultivate some positive emotions starting today in your life and you think, yeah, I want to feel good, I want to feel these good emotions, what do I do? Well, the three parts. Firstly, you've got to pay attention to them, right? What we pay attention to is more likely to grow. So if you had your garden and you you know, you want to grow some tomatoes, you've got to pay attention to them. You can't just leave them. You've got to water them, etc. So firstly, we've got to pay attention to the emotions that you want. What emotions are you wanting to experience? Because we have to be careful of something called negativity bias, which is where psychologists have helped us to understand that it's not that bad things, more bad things happen to you than good, though they might be on some, some days. It's more that we think about the bad ones more and they seem to have more weight. So we have to pay attention to the positive, not to try and ignore the bad, but to just counteract the negative and help us to keep a good perspective that there are lots of good things in our life. So we've got to pay attention to them, first of all. Second thing is you've got to make choices that will allow their chances of occurring. So for example, you want to be more joyful. Well, you've got to then start thinking, how can I bring some joy into my life? What choices can I make for things that are joyful? And I'm going to help you with all that. So it's just like when you're planting seeds, you've got to do the choices that's going to make them grow. That are water, sunlight, protection from animals and damage. They're the choices that make them grow. The choices that make them not grow very well, unless they're potatoes because they're very hardy, <laughs> are just ignoring them. So we need to pay attention to the emotions we want. And we've got to make choices that allow us to cultivate them and grow. And the third thing is, and this is highly important, especially with anything related to your inner world, because it's very precious your inner world. Be gentle and be patient with yourself. You can't force this, just like anything that grows. If you ever try and grow tomatoes, they're very, um, how can I describe them, flimsy. They require a lot of work and love and affection. And some of these emotions that you're trying to cultivate might be exactly the same. You might be trying to cultivate joy and it's really difficult. But equally, you've got things like potatoes. You can just leave them in the ground for three months and they're great. So that might, they might have another emotion you're trying to cultivate and actually that comes a bit easier. But be gentle with yourself, be patient with yourself, right? It's really good advice for anything, I guess. But especially when you're trying to cultivate positive emotions, don't get frustrated if in two weeks you're not suddenly just walking on air all the time. Okay, so we've got the three kind of things we're going to do. Pay attention to them, make choices that allow us to increase the chances of them occurring, 
and be gentle and patient with ourselves as we try and cultivate these things, just like when we're growing anything. Okay, so let's get into these positive emotions. I've got seven suggested ones for you and how they can give you value in your business and how they can give you value in your life. Because as you know, if you're good in your business, you're good in your life. If you're good in your life, you're good in your business. You can't just be one or the other. So the first one is, in my opinion, one of the most important, and it's gratitude. So what's the value that gratitude brings into your business? Well, it makes you feel more confident, and you can manifest and connect with abundance. There's nothing worse than feeling desperate and feeling that you can't get anything, and there's not enough. And when you get one client or one sale, you need the other one, and you're desperate as opposed to cultivating the gratitude of I'm very grateful for this customer, I'm very grateful for this opportunity, I'm very grateful for all the things I've got going for me in my business at the moment. When you have that gratitude, it brings this sense of confidence, and I've certainly experienced this, and that's very attractive to people because they can see that you care. So that gratitude is very important in business. And in life, you'll be able to appreciate and see the magic in things. It's it's really incredible. It can change your life. It really can change your life. I first learned the practice of this through CBT, Cognitive Behavioural Therapy, where I was helped to understand the, the importance and interconnectedness between thoughts, emotions and behaviours. So how can you actually cultivate this um, gratitude? I would suggest keep a daily journal on your phone or write it down and write three things that you're grateful for every single day and include a picture. Now you might have heard of that before. But chances are, if you've heard of it before and not done it, it's not really made an impact on you. You've not actually tried it. I've done this every day without fail for at least five years, something like that. It's absolutely incredible because what you pay attention to, you start to see more of, and then you feel better. And it stops you chasing things, thinking, I need this, I need that. You don't. It makes you more appreciate what you've got. And that can be incredible in business because you start to see hidden values and things and you start to see how you can make things better rather than just chasing the next thing. So three things you're grateful for. It could be your health. It could be your family. It could be you had a nice moment. It could be you had a nice dinner. It could be the fact you got somewhere safe to live. Don't try and think of big things. It can just be anything, but make the effort to do three things and then just put a little picture. You're starting to self-reflect and build these emotions and their place. They're building a home in you. And it's a really wonderful thing. Um, the Dalai Lama, the Buddhist leader, talks about kind of emotional hygiene and like looking after your inner world. And that's what this is all part of. And it's incredible how this stuff works. So start with gratitude. It's not about chasing more. It's about appreciating what you have. And ironically, that does lead to more. It's, it's an incredibly virtuous cycle. Second one is patience. Wow. Well, the value in patience is it will help you to understand and and aim towards long-term success. Just look at people like the investor Warren Buffett, look at Gary Vaynerchuk. They're two very impressive examples of businessmen that have understood the value of, of thinking and playing long-term. And also when you cultivate patience in business, it helps you have to have a better understanding of value in relation to time. For example, you might be building a relationship with somebody and they might be a potential referral partner and then get you business in the future. But the first few meetings, nothing really sparks. Are you just going to sack them off and say, well, you're no good to me? I don't think so. Being patient with those people and saying, how can we get to know each other better? They might surprise you one day and say, hey, do you know this person? Have you ever thought of this? And an opportunity could come that could change your business. That is exactly what happened to me with some of the people I built relationships with. So being patient in your business will help you to have that vision towards long-term success, long-term relationships. You don't want to be in business for one year and then be gone next year, you know? In relation to the value it will bring yourself in your life, I've found it helps me to feel less pressure on myself when I'm patient. 
and I have an increased feeling of tenacity and an ability to keep going because I start to say, I don't have to have the solve today. <laughs> I don't have to figure out everything today. I don't have to be perfect today. I've got time, you know. And people often say, well, what if you die tomorrow? I say, well, then I didn't have the time. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> What's the difference, you know? But seriously, you'll feel less pressure on yourself because you start to realize what I call the long game. So how to cultivate that? I would suggest engaging in something that's difficult and something long-term. So it could be start a new language. It could be increase your ability to do a craft, like make something out of wood um, or origami or something, or learn how to play a musical instrument. But doing something that requires you to stick at it for a long time and it's difficult kind of forces your patience to grow, whether we like it or not. You know, you cannot master a guitar in a day. I don't care how good you are. And there's something in that because it starts the brain to think in a different way rather than thinking, how can I get this done straight away as quick as possible? You start thinking, how can I get really good at guitar? And then that comes back into business and vice versa. Okay, next one. I love this one. Joy. Oh, what's the value in business? Well, joy, joyful people are infectious, right? Have you ever been in the room with people and they're, they're not just happy, they're joyful. They bring this like vibe and you think, wow. I want some of what you've got. Like, where have you come from? Please tell me. Like, what are you eating? Who are you hanging around with? Where does that come from? So joy, I can feel it now as I'm talking about it. Joy is more than just, like, it's almost like hope plus happiness. It's incredible. So it's very simple. Would you want to be around a joyful person or someone whose products and services brought you joy in your life? Of course you would. And value in life, it just increases the quality of everything, everything improves if you're joyful you just have these moments of just like yeah things are great you know you just bring this lovely bubbly energy into it so how you can cultivate that well that's the opposite of the uh, the patience one these ones are really fun um you know play some music sing dance spend some time with animals spend some time with children animals and children especially two are the most joyful examples i can think of in existence you don't believe me listen to a three-year-old laugh or try stroking a dog when it, you know, just around the ears or listening to an absolute amazing song that just makes you want to get up and dance around your kitchen. So have some fun cultivating joy, right? It's a really, it's a good one. And bringing that joy into other people's lives, you're just a walking example. People need that. They really do. If you can be an example of joy or just moments of joy, it just spreads like a light in the darkness. It's incredible. So cultivating joy, go for it. The next one is curiosity. I would highly recommend that you cultivate curiosity um, in your inner garden because from a business point of view, if you're curious, you can be constantly learning, you can be growing, you can be acquiring new skills, you can be increasing your value and you can help your clients and your customers better. The more I spend time in business, the more curious I get about different types of people, different sectors, why things work, why they don't. I ask more questions, I ask better questions. And people start giving you answers that you'd have never thought of before if you hadn't asked those questions. Because the opposite of curiosity is thinking you know it all. And I don't think anybody knows it all. And if you do, and you know people like that, stay away from them. <laughs> because chances are they ain't going to be in business very long if they keep with that kind of attitude. So being curious is really cool as well because you're tapping into something open-ended. It doesn't end. And there's no judgment. You just think, hmm, why is that? So the value in your life is when you're curious... You can feel a sense of connection with things. You feel a sense of progression. You're going somewhere. You won't feel stuck. You know, scientists are curious. Mathematicians are curious. Engineers are curious. They're like, why is that? I don't. How can we fix that? And there's a sense of you're going somewhere. You're learning something. You're improving. 
progress is a really powerful thing to feel and curiosity will help you to feel like that especially if you're struggling cultivating the other ones you can apply curiosity to it say well why is it so hard for me to cultivate joy you know i've never really focused on it they all work together you know so how can you cultivate curiosity i would suggest reading and studying something properly in depth don't just watch a video read a book about something read three books about something ask people open-ended questions be open to learning from absolutely everybody every single day say where can i be curious today hmm, what can i learn and it's it's brilliant because there's so many different ways there isn't just one way but i would suggest doing something in depth so if you're going to read do it properly don't just skim something if you're going to talk to somebody ask them proper questions you know so that's curiosity oh the next one is a wonderful one it's not, I don't hear a lot of people talk about it, but I think it's, it's like a hidden gem in terms of your inner garden. So it's awe, A-W-E. You know, we hear things like, oh, that's awesome. But awe is like when something stops you in your tracks and you're just looking at something or a person or a situation going, wow, that is incredible. That is amazing. So the value in business is it helps you to appreciate people, situations and resources for the awe-inspiring people they are. You know, if we, if we treat people like the absolute incredible, you know, walking examples of life that they are, and just look at somebody and just think, just look at all the different billions of processes going on just to make that human tick or look at a tree or something like that, it brings an incredible appreciation and quality and specialness into everything. You don't feel bored about things. You don't feel things are just the same. You don't think things are simple you start to appreciate the incredible quality of everything. And then for me, that awe makes me want to create situations where that, that happens for other people, you know? So it's like when you see something amazing, you want to be amazing. Like great pieces of art or nature, you know, they inspire you, you think they are awesome. I want to tap into that. So the value in your life is awe can give you a sense of perspective which can help you to not get obsessed with your own life and your own problems. You know, if you can sit in a park and just look at some trees or, I don't know, just sit and think about how amazing the internet is or, or tap into something that makes you feel awe, it takes you out of yourself. You're able to self, self-transcend self a little bit and to understand there's way more to life than you and your problems, equally for myself. And that's really helped me when I was struggling to get on with anything, tapping into something where I just feel, wow, the world is amazing. You know, it really helps. So how can you actually cultivate that? I would just write a massive list of all the incredible things that you and your business have currently got access to. Here's some suggestions. Technology, your people, the internet, your resources, the time, the health, the safety that you have. Just take one of those, say like the time that you've got in your life and just think about it. Think about time. What is it? You know, and you'll, you'll soon get into that appreciation of, whoa, I don't really know. Uh, and that leads to awe. So it's a very powerful one that a lot of these emotions increase the quality of your life, not necessarily the quantity of what you have. It's more about the quality. And tied into awe is a very, one I take very seriously is hope. The value of hope in business is, I think, two things. It helps you to be resilient, and you hear a lot about that at the moment, but it does that ability to keep going, bounce back from setbacks. And it helps you to understand what long-term success really can be. And also in your life, it's everything, it's essential. You feel more assured, you feel more safe, you feel more capable. Without hope, everything can just die. We just think, right, that's it, end of, there's no point. And we don't want to ever feel like that, but we all have moments like that. So the best way to cultivate the hope, if you don't just magically feel it, like a lot of people don't. And I always like to take inspiration from real people, real people who've done it, 
you know, real hopeful people. So I would suggest read some biographies or autobiographies. Martin Luther King, Mohandas Gandhi, Maya Angelou, Viktor Frankl. They're just four examples, my favourite examples of people. And you think, whoa. Because what happens is, from all of those four examples, you I've started to realise that hope seems to grow in the darkest of times. It's needed at the darkest of times. And that's when men and women step up and they don't do it in easy times. Hope almost has so much more value in the darkest of times. And I love reading about real people and go, oh, if they've done it, I think I can do a little bit of that, you know. A lot of people put too much pressure on themselves with relation to hope, saying, if I don't feel it, everything's over. It's not. It's not. Be open to being hopeful. It's great um, advice from Louise Hay. She said, if you can't forgive yourself, or if you can't feel a certain way, just be open to the feeling. Be open, saying it might happen in the future, and it's more likely to. Okay, last one. One of the main uh, values of my business is loving kindness, and this is something I learned from Buddhism. So it's like a combination of love and kindness. So you have platonic love for people, like a brother or a sister, and because of that love, you want to be kind towards them. And I love that because the value in your business is the quality of your relationships go through the roof. I've said it before. There's no limit on how good a relationship can be with somebody. You can have a relationship with somebody. The only person who caps how good that can be and how good it can be for both of you is you and them. And I don't like to to, to to entertain those kind of limits. The value in your life is a deep one. It allows you to love yourself and it allows you to love everybody else unconditionally. Because otherwise, you can't. if you're not applying love and kindness to yourself, you're not going to apply it to other people. And relationships become a lot more conditional and transactional. And again, in my experience, they, they're only helpful to you to a point. I don't even like the word helpful in relation to relationships. It's not about getting, is it? So... There's a really simple exercise that I want to share with you now uh, to help you to cultivate this loving kindness. Because you might say, that sounds great. What do I actually do? Here's a simple thing, right? Just before you go to bed or just before you get up in the morning, I want you to sit or stand and I want you to put your arms really, you know, nice and wide. And I want you to imagine you've got a massive heart like the size of a house. And just imagine putting the people into your heart that you love, your family, your friends, your dog, your children, your co-workers, your clients, your customers, you know. And as you start to do that, then after a few days, you start thinking, all right, all the people I don't particularly like that well, they can come in as well, they can come in as well. And then you start thinking, well, all the people I don't even know. And I, I've done it, it's a silly exercise in some ways, but it's so powerful because you start to go, there's room in my heart for everybody. It doesn't mean I like everybody, it doesn't mean I have to work with everybody, right? But I wish them all loving kindness. They all can, They can all sit in here, my heart is big enough. Just try it, I call it the unlimited heart exercise. It has been probably the number one exercise I've done to foster and cultivate loving kindness in my mind and my heart for everybody, right? And just try it. There's not many things I'd suggest that you just go out and do, you know, giving blood is one, vote is another one. The unlimited heart exercise, just do it and thank me later, seriously. So those seven emotions, if we're cultivate, if you're taking the time and effort to cultivate those things with your attention, with your choices and being kind to yourself, they start to spark inside and they start to grow and it is gorgeous. It's absolutely incredible, how, you know, what changes they can bring about in your life. And I wanted to finish by just saying, you know, true happiness, it's not cheap. It's not fleeting, you know, pursue the real thing. Don't get distracted by other things on the journey. Remember what we learned before um, from Ben when he said, don't shoot straight for it. And I agree with that. Don't shoot straight for it. Don't expect these emotions to make you happy cultivate them and allow them to bring a loving quality into your life and allow happiness to come make a home in you 
rather than you go out and try and find it externally. Yeah, you'll start to find it from within. So I hope that's been helpful for you a little bit longer today. But I wanted to give you something really helpful to help you to, to feel good, you know, and to be happy because so many people talk about, I want to be happy. They don't know how to do it. So hopefully now you've got something, you know, you're out of the game, you know what to do. So until we talk again, uh, just remember two things. First thing is just pick maybe even one of those emotions. So yeah, sense of joy or sense of loving kindness. Try it out. Just pick one thing, but apply it into your life. Yeah, you don't know the value of things till you try it. The great thing is, well, is all of these things, they're unlimited. So enjoy them. And the second thing is, just as you are right now, somebody does love you very, very much. Okay, take care and speak soon.